Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. So before we get started, just wanted to give a shout out to many different places that continue to listen. You have India, you have London, uh, in the UK that's growing. Uh, you have France. So definitely want to give thanks to those people who listen in those different places um and hopefully you continue to listen and this continues to help you and continue to grow in those areas and share this podcast so before we get started don't forget uh rate the podcast because it definitely helps to be able to put us higher um as 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 far as the topics that we talk about especially because i've hit always some controversial topics and then i like to talk about other things that i think will benefit everybody and then also don't forget to share the podcast we've gotten uh i've had so many people come in and tell me that these podcasts help them out in so many different ways so or or illuminate them or open their eyes uh to a lot of the lies that are constantly being told and sometimes when you see the general information everything is given to you you see whoa it's it's not what uh it appears to be and then uh don't forget to follow the podcast if you're a new listener just hit that little plus sign on your top right corner of Apple Podcasts, or you can subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to. And then you'll get notifications because I don't always put these podcasts. Sometimes I go months without putting anything up, weeks. And sometimes I'm doing like what I'm doing right now, where it's like every week, more or less, I'm able to put out podcasts. So don't forget, rate, share, subscribe. It'll be a big help if you do that right now. Just take two seconds, hit that little follow, uh, you know, plus sign up in the top right corner. Hit that little five star. If you scroll all the way down, just hit that little five star. Or if you rate me a five star, I'd greatly appreciate it. All right. So what's the topic for today? You know that I love to talk about different things. I don't like this podcast to be just one thing. You know, some a lot of when I first started the podcast, people would ask me, "What is it that you're going to talk about?" You know, you have to choose a subject. I don't want to choose a subject. I want to talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about. Period. And I think all of you don't like to get caught up in just one thing. So <clears throat> I'm going to hit the subject of hair. So this will benefit everybody. So before you turn off the podcast, just take a few seconds. And listen to how this is going to start off because usually the very first things that you hear about hair is always products, products, products. Yes, products is important, but I'm going to explain a lot of the science behind hair and how the anatomy works, right? How your your skin and your hair work. I think just this for today is just going to be about hair. So Let's first break down what exactly, how the hair works, okay? So you have the follicle. Many people, when they hear the word follicle, they always think the follicle means the actual hair, okay? And it's not. The hair follicle is actual, think about it like the hole, okay? And inside there, you have the hair shaft. The hair shaft goes inside the hair follicle, and all the way at the bottom, you have the papilla, The papilla, think about it like the seed, okay? And that seed is like the root, more or less, okay? And then that papilla is connected then to nerves, okay? So when you have your hair that is growing, you 
the the hair that you have on top think about it like it's more or less already dead you know the new growth hair is at the bottom the hair that comes out on top it's just uh what's the word i'm looking for there's not much to it there's not much new that comes out of it what you're more or less doing with the outside hair is just maintaining what was what was has already been produced from your body okay so don't forget this this is this is a misconception when people say how do you make your hair grow faster you have to get certain shampoos that's not true it's not about certain shampoos it's think about it like a band-aid fix it's like a tree right the only way to get the tree or the plants to grow better is to have the soil right to have more nutrients in the soil once the fruit's out it's 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 like saying like i'm gonna put a spray or put water on top of the apple in order to make the apple grow bigger or to be healthier or to be better no the way to get that apple to be juicier taste better and to be bigger is to have the nutrients in the soil be better to put more nutrients in, into the soil so then whatever the plant is absorbing at the roots pulls those nutrients and therefore delivers it to the apple as it's growing so it's right where it's connected the where it's being fed is given the top of the line nutrients right the best of the best so that it grows bigger so the same thing works with our hair so if you take your hair right now if you just take two seconds just take your hair and pull it okay and if you feel that pulling when you pull it grab grab a little bit of strands don't grab like a massive amount because then you won't feel it as much grab like two little hairs maybe in the back of your neck and you just pull that hair a little bit and you feel how it hurts girls that have longer hair you kind of feel a little bit more when somebody accidentally like uh pulls your hair by accident or you know you're you're putting your hair back and somebody kind of puts their hand and puts pressure and then kind of pulls it by accident and you say ow it hurts well, the reason why is because there's nerve endings at that that are connected to the hair and in those nerves that are connected there that there's a blood flow there and that blood flow feeds your hair because remember our hair is mainly produced of keratin this is why you constantly see all these products that say keratin 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 why because our hair is mainly composed of keratin so this is very important because the best way for us to have beautiful hair growth, what do you think I'm going to say? Do you think I'm going to tell you to, you know, buy shampoos? No, we'll talk about that. But the best way for your hair, believe it or not, is to stimulate blood flow to your scalp. Now, many people say, oh, well, you know, barbers, hairdressers will say to men, they'll tell them, Oh, you know, just take a machine or something that vibrates and push it. No, just a simple massage, okay? If you massage, if you take your hand right now, as you're listening to this podcast, if you take your hand and begin to massage your forearm, do it for 15 minutes. 15 minutes straight and watch how your, your, your arm begins to turn red because you've now created a blood flow there. So the same thing works with your scalp. If you look at most guys, most guys on the top of their hair, and even women, they'll have a uh, they'll they'll bald first in the beginning, right? The on the top of the scalp, not on the sides or the back. Usually, the sides and the back have hair. The top of the scalp tends to lose the hair, so they they get bald on top, and on the sides they still have a lot of hair. 
So if you do this real quick, if you touch the sides of your head or the back of your neck, it, it tends to be a little bit warmer than the top of your head. And the reason why is because of the blood flow. You got to remember, the top of your head is receiving the least amount of blood. It's easier for your heart to pump blood to your hands and to your feet because remember, gravity works. So all that blood is being pumped down to the bottom. But remember, now the heart to pump blood all the way to the top, it's, it has to pump and, and work a little bit harder to get that blood flow all the way to the top. So what's the part that receives probably the least amount of blood flow? the top of the head. So usually in the back of your head, the back top all the way to the front where your forehead is at, that tends to be the spot that receives the least amount of blood. So if you see, most men will actually begin to bald in those spots first. So what is the best way to get blood flow? Now do you have blood flow, what's another way? Is the vitamins, the nutrients, the things that we eat. So Having your daily vitamins, you would be surprised how much this is so good for your hair. People say, well, what vitamins exactly? All vitamins, people. All vitamins are good because everything shows up in your hair. You have bad, uh, you know, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you, if you smoke weed, I don't know if you know this, if you smoke weed or you do drugs, that that uh strand that'll that strand of hair if even if you did it six months ago seven months ago and you haven't cut that hair off those strands of hair will actually show that you smoked weed two years ago three years ago depending on how long ago it was and how when's the last time that you cut your hair because your hair will have traces of it so the cleaner your body is with the more nutrients that you have okay the better off and better quality your hair will be. So you have porosity of hair means how well your hair can absorb water. That's called porosity. And then you have elasticity, okay? The elasticity means like kind of the spring back. Think about like a rubber band. You take it, you pull it, and it kind of comes back. So you have the elasticity of hair. The better the elasticity and the be better the porosity of hair, the better it'll absorb shampoos, conditioners, and the better off your hair will flow. Because the last thing you want is wiry hair, okay? If it has no, no spring back to it, that means there's no flow to it. So what, what will begin to happen? Over time, you'll begin to see, if you ever look at some people, they have like these wiry hairs and it looks almost like a witch, like all uh, frizzy. It's because their hair tends to be very wiry. And if you go and touch it, they have almost like this thickness, this harshness to their hair. It doesn't feel as smooth or as easy and it kind of doesn't run off of your hands as easily. So you have porosity and elasticity and that's all affected by the vitamins that we eat. In women, this tends to be a little bit more. Uh, it affects women a little bit more. Why? Because the truth is, is women get pregnant. And the child absorbs a lot of these vitamins from the mother. So if the mother isn't taking her prenatals, well, what begins to happen, there's less vitamins uh, that are feeding the hair. So you'll actually see women in pregnancy that they begin to have a lot of hair loss. 
Because remember, as your hair is growing out, what's holding on to your hair is the new growth hair that's in your skin. That new growth hair, if it is weak, your hair begins to fall off easier. But if that new growth hair is strong, right? Think about it like a chain link, right? If you have a chain, uh, chain links, if the weakest part that's attached, let's say to the wall, is all the way, right? It's, it's the, that link is the weakest link. Well, all the rest of the links are going to come flying off. But if the, one, if the one that's attached to the wall, the link that's attached to the wall, to the hook on the wall, is really strong, well, then it'll be able to hold the weight of all the other links. So the same thing works with our hair. So you have a lot of women in their pregnancies that the baby begins to absorb a lot of the nutrients. So the hair that you have that's growing in tends to be a little bit weaker. So a lot of women in pregnancy will have a lot of hair loss. So this is why prenatal is very good. The women who are very faithful to prenatal will tend to have a lot less hair loss. Now, now that we're speaking about this, there's three different phases in hair. Pay attention closely. You have the antigen phase, you have the catagen phase, and then you have the telogen phase, okay? Now, the antigen phase is the growth phase, and this is very important because the antigen phase is the act of growth, and that usually lasts about three to four years, okay? You have the catagen phase that lasts about two to three weeks, okay? And this is when the hair falls off. And then you have the telogen phase that lasts approximately about three to six months also. So depending on where you are in this. So sometimes you have some women that say, I feel like my hair hasn't grown. If you feel like your hair hasn't grown and it's been about eight months, it's hard to see about an inch of growth. The hair grows about half an inch a month. So if you have gone now eight months and it looks like for a whole year, you have not grown at all, right? Your hair has barely grown. You're like, oh my God, like I think my hair stopped growing. No, it's probably because your hair is in the telogen phase. It means it's in the resting phase. If you're feeling like you have a lot of hair loss and you're not pregnant and you're not taking medication and you're not stressed out and you're just losing hair and you see like when you take the showers and you have a lot of hair at the bottom, your hair could be in that catagen phase, which is the falling out phase. Now, some women, you know, you might be in the antigen phase, which is the growing phase. That lasts about three to four years. For some people, maybe a little bit longer. So in that antigen phase is when you want to make sure you really take care of your hair. So what are different reasons for uh, hair loss? So there's something called alopecia areata. If you are stressed out, some of you have gone through this where you're absolutely stressed out out of your mind. Now, you begin to see little spots where your hair, sometimes for men, it'll be on their face. For women, they'll see it in the back, on the scalp. If you're stressed out, I mean, out of your mind stressed out, not this like new age, weak mentality stressed out. I'm talking about really super stressed out. You'll begin to have spots in your beard or in your hair that begin to fall out. It looks almost like somebody went and just shaved off a little piece. That's usually because of stress or medication. 
Those are the two reasons why you might have alopecia areata. Okay, alopecia is hair loss, areata is like kind of like in just a little area. So alopecia areata, that's what it's called, is from stress and medication. Those could be the two factors. Very rarely is it genetics when it's alopecia areata, meaning like little spots. Now, if it's alopecia, which means like a man who has the whole top of his hair, that he has hair loss there. Now, if it's alopecia, it could be genetics. Now, there is ways to help prevent. All this stuff that comes out that says, oh, you know, your hair will grow faster. For shampoos, use this shampoo and it helps with hair growth. Anybody who tells you that, I'm telling you, I'm so good at my job, especially in the men's section. I know the science, amazing. Women, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good with, with the haircutting, but... The science is what matters. This is what I'm explaining to you is the science, okay? Now, with this, when you have uh, alopecia, the best ways to be able to prevent, to help prevent future hair loss, okay, is to massage the scalp. Just simple massages to the scalp to maintain that blood flow, right? To continue to feed the hair, the vitamins to the hair, as I explained to you in the beginning, Now, all these places that say uh, when you go to uh, all these beauty stores, right, Sally's, uh, Cosmoprof, right, all these top of the line, they always say, oh, this is great for hair growth. No, it's not. Don't believe them. Shampoos only maintain what you already have. And if you haven't maintained it, well, then it's probably not going to be so great because you can destroy it, damage it. Okay, so this is very, very important. Now, don't get sucked into this, especially the men where they see, oh, there's this product. Trust me, if there was a product that worked, I would be the first one to get on this podcast and I will make a podcast on one product that truly works, that I have seen the science and I know clients that have lost hair and that have gained hair. I would be the first one to jump on and do a a podcast just on that product. So there is nothing out there that truly works unless you get surgery. And even sometimes the surgery will leave scars in other parts of your scalp. And sometimes the surgery does not look that nice. So you have to pay good money to go to some of the best places to get surgery, to get hair growth, uh, new hair growth, especially when you are already bald. Okay. So remember, stress could lead to baldness, genetics. So ways to help. For the genetics that you might have to prevent future hair loss, remember, because if the hair is lost, it's lost. To prevent future hair loss is to massage the scalp, right? Take a little brush. Don't do anything rigorous because you can also damage the hair. Just nice, soft scalp massages. Don't do anything crazy because you could actually damage the hair too and the papilla from ever growing in the future also. So it wants to be nice, soft scalp massages all nicely around. Um, Medication, that's another reason, okay? So check out the medication. Now that you have to consult with your doctor. I don't know what to say about that if you're losing hair because of that. Sometimes they can try a new type of medication uh, that might help out in different ways. Um, Also, don't forget, uh, when when you're pregnant, with a child, 
Okay, and if you have hair loss, don't forget you can also be in the catagen phase, which lasts about two to three months. But right from the catagen phase, you enter into the telogen phase, which, uh, I'm sorry, the catagen phase, which lasts two to three weeks. And then you have the telogen phase, which lasts about three to four months. So if you're losing hair, you could be in one of those phases. So don't forget that too. Also, now let's get into this because this is a very big one. Okay, shampoos. You want to find a shampoo that's pH balance. Your hair is, right, pH means potential hydrogen. Okay, our hair, when it comes out and it's good growth, right, our hair is between the levels of 4.5 to 5.5. So you want to have shampoo that is within those levels, okay, Now, you can go under because a majority of us, and especially now with so many different things in the hair products that we use that are high in alkalinity, okay, what it'll do is uh, um, hairsprays, uh, gels, um, I don't know, different paste or creams that we use to be able to style and do uh, certain things. Sometimes when you uh when you're using flat irons okay you'll burn off a lot of the the oils that are naturally there because your hair will naturally produce sebum oil okay and i'll talk about that right now but shampoos you want to find a shampoo that's between 4.5 to 5.5 because if your shampoo is above this that means you are hitting anything above a seven right? Because seven is considered neutral. Anything above a seven is considered alkaline. And if it's an alkaline level, the higher you are in the alkaline level, if you're at a 10 or a 12 or a 13 or a 14, let's say, right? You can use that to do a perm on your hair or to straighten your hair permanently. So I'm just trying to explain to you what the power of alkaline will do. And you can't leave that stuff on for too long because it'll damage your hair permanently. So the hair, the hair that's already there, that's why it's called the perm because it's permanent, okay? So now you, you want to make sure that your shampoos, all the high-end shampoos are between 4.5 to 5.5. So to give you an idea, Paul Mitchell, one of the top brands is between 4.5 to 5.5. Almost every single one of their shampoos, you probably have one, maybe two that for specific purposes, they're used on other things. But outside of that, all of their shampoos are usually between 4.5 to 5.5. Now, these are the things that you want to use to be able to maintain your hair. Now, the two type of shampoos, if you are going, okay, to buy from your CVS, your Walgreens, any one of these places, you want to look for things that are paraben-free and sulfate-free. Sulfate you can watch out closely. Now, the reason why I say sulfate, okay, is because sulfate is a chemical that's used to be able to cleanse the hair. And some of us have really, 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 really oily hair. And sometimes it's not the nicest to style and it doesn't feel the greatest. And it gives like this this uh, this shininess to it, which isn't so bad, but too much of it also looks like you have dirty hair. So it kind of like makes you look like you haven't showered in a few days. And that's sebum oil. 
because your hair has something called sebaceous glands at the root of your hair. And what it does is it produces this sebum oil. Now, those oils are super good for your hair. I am 100% nature, and I think that whatever the body produces for the hair is the best thing for the hair because I believe that God made it for a purpose and a reason. They cannot find no better conditioner for your hair than sebum oil. It is the best thing that there is. There are some people, this is where the myth, the, not the myth, the, this used to come from when people used to go you know, uh, two to three days without showering. Right? They wouldn't shampoo their hair for two to three days because the best thing for your hair was the sebum oil that would naturally would come. And then as you would brush your hair, that sebum oil would get spread from the root of the hair all the way down to the ends of the hair. So some people wouldn't shower for a week, for a few days to allow that sebum oil to spread all the way. And when you let that sebum oil do its job, your hair feels smooth so much that you can take somebody's hair who's lost porosity and elasticity. It kind of almost has this wiry feel and you can use that sebum oil and let it sit there and it kind of almost regenerates the life back into the hair and their hair will look phenomenal afterwards. So the sebum oil is one of the best things. Now afterwards is the conditioner. Never buy shampoo two-in-one, right? The shampoo and conditioner. It doesn't work. There's no such thing. There's no product that would work because it's counteractive with each other, okay? So remember, conditioner and shampoo, you cannot put them together. They're two different levels of pH. It's like saying, um, you know, oh, you know, instead of, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, we use this chemical to be able to clean and then we use this one to be able to wipe down all the chemicals just to dilute, uh, to clean off the chemicals on top. It's like saying, let's mix some, let's mix the water and the chemicals together and it'll do the job all in one. It's like, no, there's still going to be, you know, chemical on the table. So you don't want to leave that there. My point is, is it's counteractive to each other. I don't know if I explained myself well. I did a bad job on that one. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. It's counteractive because the pH levels are completely different. What you're going to do is you're going to make uh, the pH level of a shampoo to be between 4.5 to 5.5, now way more acidic than it needs to be. Okay, so you have stuff like this. Now, what are the best shampoos to use? The best shampoos for you to be able to use, I would say, first of all, I'm not saying it because I make money off of it or anything, but definitely the salon products are the best. If you wanna be 100% sure and you have money to be able to spend on salon products, I would buy salon products because you save yourself the time of finding out what shampoo is good. Every single salon product is almost between the pH levels of 4.5 to 5.5. From there, you're just jumping into what's better for curly hair or what's better for straight hair or what's better for colored hair or what's better for permed hair. But usually all of them are between the levels of 4.5 to 5.5. Now, if we're talking pharmacy, okay, if you have your pharmacy and that's where you're buying or at Walmart, there's three brands that tend to be pretty decent, okay, which is from the cheaper shampoos is Tresemme, which is between 4.5 to about a 7, okay, but if you usually look for your vitamin E 
shampoos, those tend to be at about a five. So a Tresemme is a good one. Remember, don't get caught up in how they smell. Many people say, oh, this shampoo smells amazing. I love how it feels. And they say, oh, it feels so good. Don't get caught up so much on the feel because if it's too soft, that means that the hair itself is easily damageable too. Think about it like a, a piece of paper that gets wet. If it gets wet, it'll easily just tear right off. Okay, so you don't want to be too low in the acidic level. But if you think about it, um, you know, in the alkaline level, if it's too high in alkalinity, think about it like a piece of wood. It can easily crack. It's not bendable. So it, you'll have breakage in the hair. So you'll have hairs where you see that there's little breakage spots. Okay, so you want to be between 4.5 to 5.5. So Tresemme is good. Tresemme, vitamin E. I should get paid for this from Tresemme. Now, also, argan oil, the Moroccan argan oil, that one, argan oil Morocco, that's like a little blue shampoo bottle. They're usually between 4 to about 6.5, okay, which still tends to be pretty good. You just got to find which one kind of tends to work better. If you have oily hair, well, then you definitely want to go more towards the 5.5 to the 6 because they probably have some sulfates to help clean all those oils out. And then you could just put in the conditioner afterwards. They have the Garnier Fructis, which is actually pretty good. They're at about a 5. On many different shampoos, almost all the shampoos tend to be at about a potential hydrogen level of five, which is great for your hair. So those are three good shampoos. Everything else, in a general basis, you kind of have to Google it, but you'll find between 4.5 to 5.5, you can find the shampoos that are perfect for you. Now, if you don't want to go to the salon and it's too much money, but you definitely want to get the salon products because they are better, right? There's a lot of chemicals that are also in, into these, the cheaper shampoos that will, for the longevity of the hair and for the scalp, they might not always be the greatest, but they'll do the job for the rest of your life without you having to worry about it. Um, but if you have colored hair and all this other stuff, go to Sally's. And there's actually shampoo bottles that say generic versions. They're the exact same chemicals as the high-end salon product shampoos. The only difference is it's not the actual name brand. They'll actually say generic Paul John Paul Mitchell shampoo. And you can buy the same exact ingredients. It'll be the same exact shampoo. Only difference is it's generic. Think about it like the Tylenol brand versus the CVS acetaminophen brand. They're both acetaminophen. Just one's the Tylenol brand. The other one's the CVS brand. Why waste your money on the Tylenol? When you can just get the CVS brand does the same exact job. So these are kind of um, the different shampoos. And don't forget, conditioner, most conditioners tend to do the job for almost any hair. Very few conditioners, there's massive differences in between them. Honestly, it just comes down to smells. Uh, there's a difference between leave-in conditioner and regular conditioner. Leave-in conditioner, make sure you don't just take regular conditioner and just leave it in. Okay, because then you'll put your hair more at the acidic level and that will tend to damage your hair. So make sure if you want to leave conditioner in your hair, make sure you get the one that says leave in conditioner. There's a big difference between the two. One, if you leave it in, it's high in acidity levels. Therefore, it'll damage your hair in the future. 
Now, if you have hair that's very, very dry and you want to get it softer, take conditioner, regular conditioner, and leave it in till your hair gets to about the place that you kind of want it to be or the best that you think it'll be. Don't go more than four or five days doing this because once again, you'll damage the hair, but it'll kind of regenerate the hair a little bit. It'll help it out. So these are the different shampoos. Now, let's talk about this. Haircuts. The type of haircuts. Okay, so many people had asked me what type of haircuts because this is very important. Maybe another podcast I'll get more into details, but I want to give you a generalization of hair. Okay, so one of the important things when you are getting your haircut is first of all, You have to be honest with yourself. This happens all the time in the hair business, the hair industry. People show up and they always come in with a picture. When you choose a picture for your haircut, put your thumb over the person's face and then see if their hair matches your hair. Because if you don't have straight hair and you have curly hair and then you're looking at a person that has straight hair, for the hairstyle that you're trying to get. You're going to be working very hard, trying very hard, paying a lot of money to be able to get that hairstyle, okay? So you're gonna have to probably get a perm to have it straightened, which is gonna cost a lot of money. Then in turn, the new hair that's coming in is going to come out curly, and then you're gonna have this other hair that's gonna be straight, and then you're gonna have, in the course of, Let's say a year to six six months to a year, you're gonna have some curly hair in the in the beginning of, of your like uh, the new growth hair, and then you're gonna be having straight hair, which looks disgusting. I'll tell you that right now. So be honest with yourself when you're choosing a hairstyle. This goes for men too. Men constantly come in. They come in having uh, straight hair, and they're showing me a picture of a guy with curly hair, and they say, "I want that style." You don't have curly hair. And most guys are not going to sit around with a curling iron or go and get a perm just so they can have that hairstyle or vice versa. A a gentleman has curly hair and he's showing me a picture of a guy with straight hair. Okay? Don't do that. You work completely against how you look. I believe, I do believe, and I've seen this in, uh, in this industry for a long time now, that... It's almost like the way you were born and the type of hair you have matches you perfect. Your skin, uh, your, your facial, your, your bone structure, the way your eyes, the way your eyebrows look, everything tends to match just perfect. So I always tell all my clients, just work with your own natural look. Whatever you are already, just work with that instead of working against it. When you work against it, you're working two times harder to 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 make yourself look better you have straight hair you got straight hair you have uh, curly hair you have curly hair accept it work with the style that already goes with that you're not working against it you're working with your own body okay second of all be honest as far as your looks if you're heavy, you're heavy. If you're skinny, you're skinny. You got a long face, you got a long face. You got a short face, you got a short face. You got a wide face, you got a wide face. If you're short, you're short. You're tall, you're tall. And it makes a big difference in your look, okay? If you're tall, the last thing you want to do, 
right? If you're a tall girl or a tall guy, the last thing you want to do is to get a really, really short haircut, especially for women, because it gives the illusion that you're taller. If you're okay with being tall and, and having this appearance of look even taller and you want to portray yourself taller, get a short haircut because the illusion that you are taller because of your hair, it gives the illusion that you are taller than what you really are. Now, if you're short, the last thing you want is really long hair. Because if you're really short and you have really long hair, it gives you this appearance it's, uh, that you're actually shorter than what you really are. Because think about it like, uh, for instance, uh, imagine a short person with really long hair all the way down to, let's say, like their lower waist, right? The hair, since it's closer to the ground, it gives this illusion that the person is actually shorter than what they really are. So if you're tall and you're self-conscious about your height, you want to have longer hair because it, it, it kind of balances out as to how tall you are. Now, the different type of hairstyles. If you have a long face, okay, then what you want to do is you want to have a hairstyle that creates volume, meaning on the sides because it gives the illusion that your face is a little bit wider than what it really is. If you have a really wide face, then what you want to do is you want to have a hairstyle with high volume on top and low volume on the sides, meaning it doesn't pop out as much on top, but it pops out more on the top because then what it does is it creates the illusion that your hair, that your face is longer, right? This is a great thing that I always do with guys, <clears throat> especially guys who are more heavy set, you know, because, uh, a lot of the gentlemen who come in and are a little bit more hefty or let's put it let's let's be honest they're heavier they're fatter okay so they have more fat on their face they're a little bit wider now what i do is i will give them a hairstyle that has a flip up or some type of spikes or some type of style that makes their hair stick up and then i'll have their beard on the sides be really short and have it long, get it kind of a little bit longer, comes down almost to a point on their beard. So it creates the illusion that their face is longer than what it really is, therefore looking skinnier than what they really are. But if I trim off their beard and I cut their hair real short, it just emphasizes how, how heavy they are. So always do this. For all, you, for all the gentlemen, for all the women out there, try this technique and watch how much it works. It gives the illusion that you're skinnier than what you really are or uh, maybe that you're not as skinny uh, as, you, as you want to be portrayed as, right? So remember, long face or if you're real skinny, you got a really long face, you want to have volume on the sides and not as much on top, right? So what it does, is it creates the illusion that you're more round. If you're very heavy, you want to have a little bit of volume on top and almost no volume on the sides. So it gives you the, the elongated look, giving you illusion that you're skinnier than what you really are on your face, on your body. Well, nothing I can do to help you there, but on your face, this will help tremendously. So also, if you have a strong jawline for men, Strong jawlines are very, very good because 
uh, it's an attractive quality to most women. This is why when you see men with beards, the more that you can corner that beard near their jaw where their jawline's at, it emphasizes more their jawline. There was a study that did show that women that see men with strong jawlines are more attractive. So when you see men, especially now it's become very popular that we, that we can kind of emphasize that jawline even more. The better you can emphasize that jawline, the more attractive the man is, okay? So men with strong jawlines, it actually looks good because genetically men have stronger jawlines than women do. But if a woman has a strong jawline, there's studies that do show that uh is not as attractive for the men. So there's different techniques to be able to get rid of that. And this is called face framing. So what you do is whatever hairstyle you have that drops, what you do is, is that the face framing, it kind of comes in front of your face a little bit. So you'll kind of see like these spiked textured looks in front of your face that kind of shoot in front of you. And, and what it does is it'll cover up your face. If you have big ears too, right? That'll be another technique that you can use, face framing. So it'll cover up your jawline uh, and, and kind of give you the illusion of a more softer, right? The perfect, the perfect face in, uh, is a symmetrical egg-shaped face or almost close to oval. The closer you are to egg shape, the more perfect you are considered in the business industry, Everybody's perfect in their own way. Yes, don't get soft and sentimental with me. Everybody is beautiful in their own way. Yes, and I think God made us perfect in our own way. But if you have a egg-shaped face and you have a very symmetrical face, meaning one eye isn't higher than the other and your nose and how everything is and the ears, you can do almost any single hairstyle. You're blessed, okay? Because you could do a part right down the middle you could put your hair up, you could put your uh, you know, volume on the sides, whatever it is that you want to do, face framing, you could do absolutely anything you want if you have a egg-shaped face. Think, just look at an egg and turn it upside down where the widest part is at the top and the shortest part is at the bottom, okay? The little, the pointier part is at the bottom. That is an egg-shaped face. The closer you are to an egg-shaped face, the, uh, the more hairstyles you can do. With men, borderline egg shape with strong jawline, okay? That's almost, those men can do almost any single hairstyle that they want also. So these are the different types of hairstyle. Choose something that goes good for you. The problem is, is everybody wants to look at all these celebrities, which we have so many problems with, and they want to look like these people. You look nothing like them. Don't bring in a picture of Brad Pitt Leonardo DiCaprio, or who knows, you know, uh, uh, I always forget what this guy's name is. Um, uh, geez, he's, he's this, this, this popular uh, black guy that is on Endgame. He, he, he always controls the portal. I always forget what his name is, but him. But people always, always bring these pictures in. And they say, I want to look like this. It's like, you don't have their jawline. You don't have their eyes. You don't have the forehead. Your, hair, your forehead's really big. Oh, that's another one. If you have a really big forehead, bangs. Bangs covers up your forehead beautifully. It gives you the illusion that you have a small forehead. But people 
bring in all these different pictures. It's like, you don't look like this. The best thing to do is take your hair, put it in a ponytail really tight and look at your face. Look at it closely. Don't get soft and sentimental and cry, you know, because, oh, I I look so ugly. I look this. Don't do that. Do this from a pure, I want to build self-esteem and make myself look better. Find your flaws. If you don't find your flaws, I don't like this new generation mentality, and especially in the hair industry, you must find the flaws first because then you know how to style the person's hair or give them a haircut according to their flaws, okay? Find your flaws first. Take all your hair, put it all the way back. Same thing with men. Wet your hair, comb it all back. Look at all the flaws in your face. Do you have a big forehead? Do you have a strong jawline? You know, for men, that's good. Women, not as much, you know? What are your flaws? What type of hair do you have? Look at your hair, okay? And then find a person that, if you are going to look at a picture, find a person that has around the same big or small forehead as you, uh, same jawline as you, same shape face as you, and same type of hair as you. Color doesn't really matter as much. A little bit depending on your skin color and the color of your eyes, okay? But not really as much. Find that. And find a person who has the same... uh, how do you call it? The same weight as far as face, the, the fat in your face. Some people can be very skinny, but they have a lot of fat. They have chubby cheeks. So find somebody that has exactly the same exact look as you. And that's the kind of hairstyle you want to show your barber or your hairstylist. They won't laugh at you. Trust me when I tell you when you bring in a picture of someone that looks nothing like you and you want to look like them, Most of the time, they will laugh. They'll say, oh my gosh, as soon as you walk out, this person showed me, uh, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio and he's got curly hair. I don't know what it is. So make sure you take time to be able to look at that. Find your flaws because once you do, you'll be surprised how much better and how much you can work on these things. Okay. Um, because, you know, uh, my wife, you know, she's always, my wife is amazing with makeup. I mean, she, she, she does a beautiful job with makeup. But my wife, uh, through makeup, she, she has shown me how, how you can take uh, a person that has a smaller nose, bigger nose, big cheeks, small cheeks, you know, uh, cheekbones, jawlines, and how to create illusions to make them look completely different. So the first thing they do is, what is the parts that you don't like? And how do we create the illusion of this perfect symmetrical face and then take out whatever spots, scars that you might have? And how do we counteract that? But first, they have to find their problems first. So find your flaws first. So with all that said, I think I don't have much to say, but it's a good way to build your confidence. If you build your confidence, you have great self-esteem. You're more likely to walk up, to stand up with your head straight up, with your shoulders back, and to be living a life, you know, with 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 more uh, self-esteem for yourself. Truly, <clears throat> it's amazing how something like this—you'd be surprised how it affects your life in so many different ways. This is why I love my 
business in my industry. I get to make people feel better about themselves on an everyday basis because I've taken people who look, you know, I mean, it sounds say bad, but like complete dorks, haircut bad, uh, beard bad. I mean, everything just looks terrible. It does not fit them. And I transform them and they come back and they say that they their lives changed. They felt more confident. They were more willing to step up to the plate, to do jobs, to prove to their bosses. I mean, one little thing like this, you'd be surprised how it'll change the trajectory of your life forever. And I mean it. I, I, I truly mean it. You look good. You feel confident. You know, you're more likely to step up. You know, you want to be seen a little bit more because remember, the reason why we don't want to be seen so much is because we don't feel confident in who we are and the way we look. But when you look good and you feel good, you're more confident in you and you almost want to be seen so people can compliment you. And subconsciously, this affects you in so many different ways. So when an opportunity comes up in your job, in your workplace, wherever it may be, you step up to the plate because you, in some sense, subconsciously want to be seen too. And you know that you're good, but sometimes even who you are has affected as to why you don't want to do what you want to do. So you go, you step up to the plate, and then you feel good about yourself because then you're like, wait a minute, I did this, an opportunity came up, I stepped up to the plate. I did a good job. I showed him what I had. Now the boss likes you. And now in turn, you like yourself. You know, also they've shown studies that people who stand up straight, you know, kind of, you know, with their shoulders back a little bit, you know, it, it, it subconsciously tells other people that you're more confident. They're less likely to attack you. They're less likely to make fun of you. It's interesting. You know, even when we pose, when, when, when you're being hurt or attacked, your natural instinct is for you to cover up your whole insides because the most exposed part of your body is actually where your stomach, your heart, your chest, all that area. Your back is actually the, more, the most protective part of your body. So when you're kind of hunched and, sl- and, and, and you're hunched over, you got this like, you know, this hunchback, you're sloped over, it kind of gives you like you're less confident. And, and what do you think subconsciously the, those who are aggressive, those who are predators, those who are, they tend to attack those people because an aggressive person is less likely to attack another aggressive person because their, their fear subconsciously is that that person is going to attack them back. They want to attack somebody and unleash whatever subliminal anger, subconscious anger that they are, they're holding <clears throat> and they want to unleash it all on somebody who will not fight back. So when you stand up straight with your shoulders back because you feel confident, because now you look better, guess what? Less people are less likely to attack you. Trust me, there's always in every work environment, there's always somebody who... uh, Who's kind of, you know, the person who's the, 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 the comedian who's always making fun of everybody. You know, and at first they might make a little bit of fun of you because all of a sudden, you know, now there's some jealousy. Right. If you look good and you look good, uh, you know, and now your appearance looks completely different. You'd be surprised how people listen to how the jokes will get made now. Now, all of a sudden it becomes, uh, you know, this whole, you know, a jealousy. I always you know, I always say this. We're always OK with people's success and their looks until it exceeds our own. Then there's jealousy. This happens a lot within within women. You know, uh, 
it, with men too, with, with men, it's success. With women, it tends to be looks, beauty, right? Um, the vanity, it, it, purses, clothes. Uh, if, they, if their husband is more successful, whatever it may be. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm okay with your success until it exceeds my own. I'm okay with your success. But once it exceeds mine, now I got a problem with you. Now I don't want to talk to you as much. Now all of a sudden you're being a little bit more um, influential. Now you want to open up your thoughts and say what it is. Before we used to control you, before we had a way to, to stop you from speaking out, you know, because you were less confident in who you were. Therefore, you were less likely to correct people. But now when somebody gets confidence and then they want other people to have confidence, they want other people to live better lifestyles. Now that that other person is less confident, doesn't look as good, doesn't have as great of a lifestyle, now they got a problem with their success, with their looks. So now all of a sudden they don't want to listen. This is, this is a key thing. And it's amazing how it all starts with how you look. And your hair has a very integral part into all this. It's interesting how even, even from a, a standpoint... From your face, how the looks will start with your face and it'll build elsewhere. The first thing we look at in a human being tends to be their eyes, right? Jordan Peterson said something very interesting that I liked. He said, you know, human beings, we've developed where we have the whites in our eyes, right? Every other mammal does not have whites around the pupil of their eye, right? We are the only mammals that have the whites around their eyes. And it's interesting because it's it's like... We evolutionize for that because wherever your eyes are pointing, it shows where the value of what is what you're being looked at, what you're looking at, right? So if you see somebody looking somewhere, our tendency is to turn wherever their eyes are looking because we know that whatever has captured them, it must be uh, of value. So we, we tend to want to look where other people are looking. Do that one day. When somebody's talking to you, just stop and stare somewhere and look like adamantly somewhere and watch how their eyes are going to go towards that place because subconsciously they're going to say, what's of value over there? So I'm going to turn and look that way. So, you know, we have this inside of us. So the first thing that people will tend to look at is your eyes. And in your eyes, what's going to be the next thing? It'll be the look of your whole face. And if you're a good-looking person, you know, it, it, it becomes easier to, to come at somebody who's, who's good-looking, right? It's easier to kind of uh, be near them, to speak with them. Now it comes down to attitude. But before that, we always go by looks first. It's always our eyes, our visual. The truth is they always say don't judge a book by its cover, but we do. That's the truth is we do. We stereotype. Companies make so much money off of stereotyping. So our looks is a big thing. If you're going to say looks don't matter, looks do. Looks matter so much. So if your hair, your makeup for women look good, well, it gives a better impression for him, him or her who is looking at you. And if you look good and they feel you look good and their attitude towards you changes, guess what? You feel great about yourself. This will help your immune system. You're less likely to be depressed. The people who are, who are depressed have a weaker immune system and more likely to fall to chronic illnesses. So 
if you feel better, you feel confident, you're more likely to go out because you feel good in yourself. That means there's more likely for sun to hit you, vitamin D to hit you, you uh, a, a better immune system. Guess what? And if you feel better, people who are happier, who have higher levels of vitamin D tend to want to work out more because they have more energy. This has a massive ripple effect in the looks that you have. This is why you see this portrayal in movies, right? You see in movies how a girl goes from the ugly duckling, all of a sudden, it becomes that she's the popular girl in school because over the summer, she did her hair, she did her makeup, and now she's the beautiful girl. You constantly see this in movies, this transformation, or a boy who sees a girl that she was super ugly in high school, and now he sees her 10 years later in the business world, and she's the most beautiful person, successful, everything, because it's amazing how looks change everything. Looks will change absolutely everything. And if somebody knows that, forget about it. But the way that you can change your looks is first, find your flaws. People who are successful, people who are wise, people who are smart, right, are always looking at what's wrong with them so they can further better themselves because you can't better yourself if you still have the flaws within you. So if you look at your flaws, fix your flaws, you become a better person. But if you already think you're good, then you will not get better because you are already at the peak of your humanity. As a human being, you are the best that you could be. But if you always see that you're an imperfect person and are constantly working on yourself, you are always moving towards perfection. That's why I like that saying that says in the Bible, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. We'll never be perfect, but if you're striving always towards perfection, you will always better yourself. So look in the mirror, pull your hair back, look at your facial features first. What are your flaws as, as a face? None of us are perfect. None of us have the perfect face. Even the most perfect face still has some slight flaws to them. Okay? You're, you can be close to that shape or close to a symmetrical face, right? A balanced face where your eyes are exactly in the same place. Your ears are in exactly the same place. But nobody is perfect. Find your flaws so you can further better how you look. Hopefully, later on in the future, I'll bring up more topics, but I figure I would give you a generalization of hair and how it affects your face, so then, therefore, you could make yourself look better. This podcast is about whatever I want to talk about, and that's why I started this podcast, because I want to talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about whenever it is. I don't feel that political, all political is the way to go, and I don't feel like all science or all business, you know, I do want to touch now on some business in the future, but hopefully like the podcast, rate it, share and subscribe. Please rate, 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 rate. If it's a five star, give me the five star, four star, three star. I don't care what it is. Just rate the podcast if you genuinely like it. And if you feel like it helps you share the podcast and don't forget to hit that plus sign at the top right corner of your um, on Apple Podcasts and, or subscribe wherever it is so that you can get notifications of all the new episodes that come out. Until then, God bless.